and welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy. I'm Executive Prime at Knobcat Games. And this podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about what's new in our game, Dungeons of the Obelisk, which is a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And I'm joined today by our Animancer, Nykadir. And our digital alchemist, TJ Edisernia. Hello. And we got a few things new, uh, not new to us really, but exciting to the uh, the audience, I think, um, which is our boss reveal. But first, let's do a little uh, server update. There hasn't been like a ton of changes, but that's the main thing that, that we're trying to get working right now. So I think it's worth spending a little time on. And for the most part... I'd say that the past few weeks were focused on fixing issues that already existed. Because with the changes to how the loot system works, it ended up providing a whole bunch of bugs that had to get knocked out before anything else could really go on. Yeah, for sure. We were definitely like losing items and unequipping items and I guess the I guess the issue was multiple items were being equipped at the same time. Yeah, it was the way that the game would do it is that when you like start to mess around or swap gear, you would have to search for the item in a list of items and say that this item is no longer equipped and this other item is now equipped. But because of how it was originally set up it didn't scan through the list correctly. So it kind of just loosely passed through the list and said that this item is basically the same thing. So then it would just mark it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have those items fixed. Like, I've been playing without any issues, but some of our other players have been ha- still having issues when we were testing. So it's we're still kind of working out the bugs on that but it'll be good to jump back into the servers and and try to get everything going again too i feel like to a degree it falls into something that's really hard to notice when your testing hours are pretty limited yeah it's definitely hard to notice like you're not looking at your equipment like all the time like you equip it and then you expect it to stay there so like you don't look at it between every battle and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute that's not the main hand I had equipped. And then you like open back up and then you realize and you're like, when did this happen? So it's it's a little little tricky. I think the, the biggest solution we had was whenever I, I lost a uh, legendary item and we were able to like track that one because it was like so specific. Yeah, because when it happens on something so unique like that, it becomes much easier to try to find like where did this happen? Because a legendary is kind of more set in stone with it functions and you almost never have two of the same legendary unless you ended up pretty lucky yeah you kind of just pinpoint at what point in time did you lose this item legendaries don't stack at all even if they're identical do they if you somehow got the exact same one minor stats and all besides the chance of that never happening uh no they wouldn't they're not able to i mean okay perfect that's what i was gonna say because like you know it's going to happen to someone somewhere like if if we get enough people playing <laughs> but, at some point in time yeah yeah for sure but yeah if if they can't stack anyways then that's that's a good 
good sign. It would be interesting to see, though, because I feel like that's like a point zero zero, even less than that chance of ever happening. Yeah, the range that they can roll and like the multiple minor stats and stuff that they have is definitely, definitely it's a small chance, but... A chance is a chance. Yeah, I mean, the way stuff works is like there's there's such a small chance like of any particular thing dropping but if you run enough dungeons then it's going to happen (laughs) you know like so if you're looking for a particular item or whatever it is it's like keep running dungeons and and it will happen so if you get enough people playing and enough enough dungeon runs in then you know anything's possible reminds me of this little statistical thing that i heard before you had an infinite number of monkeys typing infinitely on a keyboard they will eventually produce a copy of uh they always say shakespeare shakespeare that of shakespeare's yeah. work I'm trying to think about it <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen at some point yeah it's definitely that idea like you know those perfect items will roll so but yeah i guess we can oh go ahead i was gonna say there is that new uh that little bundle that we added to the shop now too oh yeah the the supporter pack consumable bundle is now separate from the cosmetic bundle so uh you know now that nike is here actually we could talk about the glove armor again since i don't think she's been on since it was animated in game yeah i'm not sure if i have (laughs) But yeah, that was uh, that was one of my last uh, big animation sets I was doing. Um, just that and some like I guess some odds and ends for the dungeon. But uh, <laughs> that was a really fun one. Trying to make sure everything had a little bit of movement and that everything was like kind of drippy. And <laughs> I'm almost worried if it's too drippy. But uh, yeah, because it's a slime-based armor, so it's very goopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like the particle effects, like just dripping slime everywhere. I was just thinking, I was like, I should specify that this thing's made of slime, or like the the listener's gonna be like, what in the world am I talking about? But <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it a bunch of times, but people probably haven't seen it. I guess if they tuned into my stream, then yeah. then they saw some of it. But uh... no, that's a really fun one, Ben. Uh... Ben gave it all those tendrils and stuff, and I saw you go back and say, "Hey, what if you make this a little more like spider-like?" And it looks so good after that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I think it was like originally like kind of like wings or or like a cape or something, right? Yeah, I think he had like a slime cape. Yeah. Because like we kind of talked about like a cape, and I kind of said to make it, I was I was kind of had this thing in my head where it was like more like a spawn cape where his cape just like goes everywhere oh yeah (laughs) i don't know if you've ever like you read that comic or not but like his cape is always like massive and like out and stuff and then he kind of did like a like a sort of like that but it didn't look quite right i guess and then i was like what about this and i had like a little picture of something else and like kind of gave him the spider idea and i think it turned out really cool yeah, no, it's, that might be one of my favorite sets so far, honestly. It's really fun. Yeah, and you animated them. They're, like, they're so cool. Like, they're called the Toxic Tendrils is, is the name of it. They're, they're the legendary artifact that goes with the uh, cosmetic supporter pack, but they look so good the way they just, like, wiggle around. <laughs> and there's just slime just drop dripping off of everything, like, nonstop. I wanted to make sure that like the movement had a little bit of weight to it too like I like 
make I like making that sort of kind of floppy like it is. <laughs> Just the idea that like every time the character kind of drops it, it like bounces a bit. Yeah, it definitely like wiggles around perfect for that idle animation. It's so good. Hopefully it's good enough that people want to buy it. For sure. Like <laughs> I wanted to make it look as, as premium as I could. So hopefully that that works out. <laughs> Yeah, I think it definitely turned out. We'll see. I feel like there's no denying that the glove set's probably the coolest in, like, overall appearance. Yeah, for sure. Like, the legendary items, they don't really, like, go together as, like, a set or anything. They were just kind of designed individually. And then I feel like if we keep going in the future, maybe I'll make, like... You know, we have, like, for example, the legendary body is the protection of the hills, and it looks kind of like uh, it's made from, like, bones and, like, animal pelts and stuff, but it doesn't match, like, the legendary pants or the crown or anything like that, per se. But uh, I think, like, maybe, like, when we add some more legendaries in the next tier or whatever, maybe I'll make, like, the boots that go with that that cape or something like that but um they're not really designed as sets um because like sets are you know that's like another item type in the game so i think the the second coolest thing is the the boss set that drops from the breach which we can talk about now because we did the boss reveal stream last week and you know everybody's had a chance to see all the sewer troll and the the crocodile now it's true yeah, because that set, I like that set as well. like the helmet, especially. You know, the idea that you kind of just decapitated the, <laughs> the boss of the breach and you just stick his head on your head. Yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of gruesome. I think me and Ben talked about that when we were making it, but, you know, it's, we wanted it to look like the player was the boss, basically. You know, with that set that dropped from them. It, uh, I don't know if, if you played the uh, Monster Hunter games, but it gave me, it reminded me of those a lot because, like, all the armor in that game is based on, like, the bosses you defeat. <laughs> so it's always like, oh, I'm wearing this person's fur and this monster's, like, skull, and it's it's great. <laughs> Although I feel kind of bad because I love, I love the monsters in that game, so I kind of don't want to kill them, but... <laughs> that's my problem with monster hunter too like you have one monster that's like some legendary beast that's lived in a cave or something for you know millennia or yeah. so i don't know all the lore of that but it's like and then you go in with your party of like people and just hack on it for like a half an hour yeah. until you kill it <laughs> it's it's a little like i know we're making a hack and slash game too but i, I don't know like are those monsters evil in in monster hunter i mean i think only in the loosest sense because like sometimes sometimes the games justify it with like oh they've been rampaging and attacking the village but usually it's just like we need this material go kill a thing and i'm like <laughs> that's awful <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> yeah i mean that's a little bit of an issue with all kinds of games i guess we've we've had that moral dilemma on the podcast before but i feel like at least with like with the 
I forget if I'm, if I'm pronouncing it. Caruzaran. Caruzaran. The crocodile. Yeah, like, he seems at least very visibly, like, hostile as soon as you encounter him. Like, he comes right after yeah. you, so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, in the flavor text somewhere, it specifies that he's been warped by the dark energy of the obelisk and stuff, too. So he's, you know, even if he was a good crocodile at one point, he's, he's uh, definitely evil and malicious now. Ah, uh, yeah. It's always, it's always good to have, like, a definitive corrupting source in, a, in your fancy s- story. <laughs> that way it's like, okay, well, this one's just a problem, and... <laughs> uh, yeah, me, me and TJ got into this. I remember on the one podcast, you know, like, we, we said there's probably other swamp animals that are, like, normal animals, and then these are, like, the corrupted ones that attack you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I don't want to I don't want to act like we we have to have this or something. But if we were like just putting all the extra features in this game, we could have like animals that like run away when you approach them, and you just don't fight them or something. But I decay. <laughs> That's like super yeah, polish yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, like Diablo always has like the snakes and rats on the ground that like run away as you like move around yeah. to them. But yeah, we don't have that that level of <laughs> i guess that budget <laughs> basically well, yeah that's i mean i feel like stuff like that's almost triple a territory like if you're a small indie group it's like really we don't we don't need this but it's <laughs> yeah <cool."> for sure <laughs> Some super small just kind of like flavor details at that point yeah. yeah like i was i was playing one of the recent lord of the ring games not not golem but uh <laughs> one of the uh the like shadow of mordor ones or something and they just had like spiders and running around on the battlefield and i don't really know if there was anything you could do with them they were just kind of there i was like that's that's interesting (laughs) i do like battlefields where you can click on stuff in the background and it like moves yeah that's always like a cool you know you like click on a coin and it rolls around or something like that or or whatever but maybe someday in our game right now that's not a that's a premium feature for later oh absolutely (laughs) that's like we hit the jackpot somehow with this game so like we're just running laps at that point (laughs) yeah we'll have a specific background animation person or something yeah No, I don't know. I, I think like part of the charm is like the simpleness of it as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, like we've uh, we've we've brought up um, Diablo and and BitQuest, and I I tried. I was looking at the mobile game, but I actually tried a little BitQuest, and it it just throws so much at you when you jump into it. <laughs> and that's like most oh, MMO yeah. games. I feel like are just like menus upon menus. And... That's a definitely a downside of the genre is like it's really hard to have like because we have there's a lot of systems and stuff that i want to add eventually but i think if we can stage them like where you know this the game is as it is right now with the first 10 levels and then like once you hit level 11 you unlock like you know the next tier of like whatever you can change in your character and you know because like i want to have like a a way to change like properties on legendary items and stuff like your minor traits and stuff so like that way if you're like trying to get i don't know crit chance on everything you could like re-roll and stuff but having that in at the beginning is really 
like like you said it's a lot to take in and and then you feel like you have to do it and stuff so i think having that stuff come in like phases as the game releases is a better way to better way to do it but you know eventually you know five years from now hopefully we're still working on it and adding new cool stuff and you know somebody that starts playing then might might have a little bit of issues when they jump in but i don't know i try to keep that in mind (laughs) i think it depends on how you kind of trickle it in because depending on how quickly it's added in or how available it is at first it can change how a player can go through it like if you've been playing consistently a new feature is just fine with you you can go through you can learn it just fine but if the game's been out for five years you load on and it hits you with everything all at once (laughs) yeah you're probably not going to want to play yeah Yeah, that definitely happens to me too and like i feel like our game's pretty like i mean you know in this in its current state of course but it's pretty accessible like it kind of drops you in and there's only so much you can do but it's like pretty easy to just explore it all at your own pace yeah so i kind of like that yeah that's what i was going for and like there's like a hidden layer of intricacy once you like play it for a while but it doesn't punish you for like not knowing everything about the game like when you start playing like i feel like with diablo like you know diablo 4 just came out or whatever and and i'm seeing videos on like youtube that are like 20 things i wish i knew before i started playing diablo 4 and it's like do this with your loot otherwise you're wasting your time and you know there's all kinds of different little tricks and things and it's like it feels like if you don't watch that video and study up before you play that you're like you're not playing efficiently i guess (laughs) so that was something like I, i don't want to necessarily feel like that you know i think if somebody jumps into our game they can play for a while and nothing really punishes them for not like knowing what to do with their resources early on you know they can just save them and stuff you know like there's no like oh i should have saved my gems and done this like you know it's like you can just save them until you're ready to spend them in the shop and there's no like this was the best buff you know i guess there is an aspect to that you know like maybe you buy some snack juice early on and that helps you out and stuff but um you know i think it's it's designed where it's you can play it free to play and you know enjoy it at your own pace or you can you know pay a little bit of money and get some buffs and stuff and and run a little faster i guess yeah because right right now i feel like the floors are pretty they're pretty well balanced so like i like that if i beat floor say five i can move on to floor six but if i haven't like leveled up to level five or if my build isn't really like if i haven't like met upgraded it in a minute or something like that i may still struggle on the next floor and it kind of it kind of incentivizes me to go back and like grind some more and to like kind of readjust my build so I feel like it's a pretty natural loop in that way. Yeah, it's definitely like what I was going for. I want you to be able to get through, you know, the first 10 dungeons in a decent amount of time. And then, you know, the end game, (laughs) you know, if you want to call it that when we only have 10 levels. But like the breach is is that. And, you know, so you farm the level 10 boss for legendaries and you farm the breach and try to get the set. And then hopefully by the time players are starting to get tired of that, then we you know have like an update coming for them so 
Hopefully. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, I know me personally, I'm one of the people that plays through a game pretty quickly, so it's hard to match. Like, it's basically impossible to match certain players' pacing of how quickly they'll beat your content and want more content. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we have um, the Breach difficulty modifiers, you know, the different, like, you know, whatever it is, Titan is the hardest one, and there's, like, expert and stuff so you know it depends how much you want to be on that leaderboard you know if you want to be the first person to beat titan and and that kind of thing and get on the leaderboard for that like um you know there's definitely incentive there to play for a long time but you know i can see it you know if somebody jumps in and they play for 10 hours and and they're like okay this is good and i'll, I'll wait for the next update like i'm fine with that too actually kind of works out well because I feel like a lot of games kind of do that now where they'll you know have a typically through seasons they'll have content release it it lasts for them months but for you it might only last you know a couple days a couple weeks or something but because so many games do that it kind of allows you to just bounce from game to game without too much worry yeah that's true we definitely don't have a battle pass yet we do have the daily login reward that just pops up when you log in, but I don't know. I've, I've kicked around the idea of like having like a calendar or something, you know, where you can see what your reward's going to be. But right now you just get the random reward for logging in every day. So, you know, we'll, we'll expand on that at some point, but I don't know if we'll do a battle pass or not. <laughs> That's, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on those. It bothers me to see uh, like the battle pass so consistently now. Some games, I like how they do it, like, Warframe has it where it's free. You don't have to do it. It's useful to, but, you know, you don't spend any money on it. You do it whenever you want. So it's kind of just like an extra source of bonus items if you want to pursue that, but you don't have to. Yeah, I feel like if we do it, it's going to be something along that lines, because a lot of games do the free battle pass where you get, like, some stuff, and then you the paid version where you also get other stuff you know like nicer stuff i guess but i don't i don't know um i think like the way we run our shop and the artifacts and companions and stuff i i'm hoping that will be enough and then you know i want to keep cosmetics coming consistently and i think that'll be fun for people and then as far as like content i want to just keep adding game modes and you know fishing and things like that that just add more to do in the game instead of like fluffing it out with like a battle pass per se you know i don't want to totally say i'm not going to do that but you know i think like you said like a free battle pass it just gives you like bounties basically to go and do and you get stuck rewards for them i think that would be kind of cool you, know, you mentioned a feature that seems to rope in a ton of people for some odd reason is fishing oh yeah people love fishing <laughs> I have a whole fishing document started, so at some point. <laughs> you can't say no to some fishing in the game. Yeah, I haven't quite figured out how I want it to work in our game. You know, if it's, you know, how you get your bait basically is, is a big thing. Like, do you have to farm dungeons to get worms or something to so you can fish? Or do you, like, just get a certain amount of, like, certain amount of worms every day when you log in? Or something like that you know that's a problem for for the future but that's where i'm at but i have a whole document of like fish names and designs and 
and stuff. <laughs> I like the idea of the potential to fish in each of the different dungeon types. Like you're in town, you can fish in the pond, you know, it's nice and innocent. You go to the sewer, you're fishing in there, you're <laughs> roping up all kinds of nasty creatures in that. Yeah, that maybe there will be, that is a good idea. You have like just a different fishing menu maybe. Where, where you can pick the sewer, you know, like, because it's kind of weird the way our game is right now to, uh, you know, pay your energy and then go into the dungeon and then, like, have, find a fishing spot, per se. You know, unless maybe the fishing spots spawn randomly or something, but, you know, the, the gameplay loop of doing the dungeons is usually that you do them as fast as possible and get your loot and then move on. But maybe there could be like a fishing menu where you you know you can visit the sewer, visit the swamp, <laughs> you know, fish in the town. Maybe fishing gets its own breach. <laughs> like, oh, here's a portal to the other fishing zones. Yeah, basically, you know, like there's like a fisherman with a boat or something, and you like talk to him, and it opens up your your panel, and you can decide uh, where you go fishing at or something. That would be cool. See, a boat would work really well. It would, it would be kind of like Animal Crossing when you like go off to the island or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have to look at it. I think our, uh, I guess you can't really see the end of the pond in, on the map in town, so it could just go out to the ocean or something. Pond yeah. is now a river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, talking about features that we haven't even like, never even going to start on yet. I mean, I guess for the listener, if you want to see these things come to fruition you know play the game when it comes out and spend your money on cosmetics because that's that's how these uh future features are going to happen and uh with that i think we've hit our recording time limit so i think i'm going to wrap this thing up for the listener thank you so much for for making it to the end of this episode um you know if you stuck around really appreciate your interest in our game and if you're not in our Discord, go to knobcat.com, find the link to the Discord, um, check out all the stuff at knobcat.com, and then you know join the Discord, talk to us, ask us any questions you have. Um, there's videos and stuff that you can watch that are linked on the website and in our Discord. You know, gameplay videos, the uh, boss reveal stream. If you want to go back and check that video out. Um, we also have our social media on Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. And um, I think that's everything. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.